Good morning, everyone. As we turn to hear God's word this morning, we seek to receive it with reverence and humility. The summons to the word found in your bulletin helps us do just that. Let, let us read it together. Consider carefully how you hear. With, with the, the measure, measure you use, it will, it will be, be measured, measured to you. you. This morning's scripture reading is taken from, taken from Matthew chapter 1, verse 23. Again, the text is Matthew 1, verse 23. Hear now the word of God. The virgin, the virgin will conceive and give birth to a son, and they will call him Emmanuel, which means God with us. Um, I'm going to talk about that just for a little bit this morning. What does it mean that Jesus was also called Emmanuel? And it may seem strange that Jesus had more than one name, but he had lots of names. In fact, I don't know about you, but if, as you get older, you may have other names, names that people call you, not like bad names that people call you, but nicknames. Let's say that you know, on the, let's say you like to play sports. And in basketball, you, might, you have, might have friends, and they may call you a certain name. And it's a nickname that you have in sports. It tells, maybe it says something about what kind of a basketball player you are, what kind of a baseball player you are. Or maybe in the classroom where you're working on something, you have another nickname. Or maybe at home, your parents have another nickname for you. That's, that's, a, that's a very normal thing. And Jesus actually has a number of different names, and those names tell us something about who he is. And one particular name, a name that Matthew tells, about, tells us about, the one that Winston just read for us, is the name Emmanuel. And as Matthew tell us, tells us, it means God with us. It's, it's Hebrew. Uh, it means God with us. Now, I want to just talk for a little tiny bit this morning about what that means. What does it mean that Jesus is God with us? I mean, he's not actually physically here, right? So he can't physically, doesn't mean that he's actually physically here, does it? What does it mean that God is with us? Well, first, I want you to hear this. It means first that God wants to be with us. That Jesus wants to be with us. I don't know if you have ever gone, if you're in school, if you've ever had to go to a new school, like you go to school for the first time, that can be really hard. And you go to a new school and, and no one knows who you are. Well, I remember one time I went to a new school and I was really scared and, and I, I thought no one is going to want to be my friend. No one's going to want to get to know me. And I, I sat down, it was the, I think it was the third period, this is uh, either sixth or seventh grade. It was junior high, I don't remember. But I was in a new school, and I sat down in class, and there was a kid next to me, and he, he looked really, um, he looked like he was a really good athlete. He looked like he was really good in sports, and he, I could tell, like, a lot of the kids were talking to him, and he seemed to be really popular. Like, all the, all the kids really liked him. The guys liked him. The girls liked him. And, um, and uh, even the teachers seemed to like him. And, and at the end of class, he turned, and, I, and, and before, before he turned to me to talk to me, he, he, I, I thought, you know what, this, this guy, he's got everything. He's got friends. He's smart. He's, he's, a, he's a really good at sports. He, he doesn't need anything, and he doesn't, certainly doesn't need me to be his friend. 
But what was amazing, at the end of class, he turned and he said, Hi, I'm Brandon. And he said, how are you? He said, are you new here? I said, yes. And he says, well, do you know where you're going? Can I help you? And he was so kind. And we actually became really, really good friends. In fact, Brandon and I became friends through sixth grade all the way through high school. We went to the college together. We the same, same, uh, same military academy. Um, is there, in fact, he's a, he's a minister today. And Brandon was one of the, a very formidable, formidable, influential person in my life. He was so kind, he was so caring, and he was so capable, and he seemed to have everything, but he still wanted, listen, he still wanted to be friends. Listen to this. Brandon wanted to hang out with me. He wanted to be my friend, but he didn't need to be my friend. You see that? He had everything he needed, and yet he wanted to be with me. That's the first thing that it means when Jesus says, I'm Emmanuel, it means that he actually wants to be with you. Isn't that amazing? As a kid, you may think, no no one wants to be with me. No one wants to be my friend. And that's not true. Jesus actually, he doesn't need anything from us. He's not trying to get anything from us. You know, sometimes kids do that, right? They try to be your friend because they want something from you. They're pretending, they're trying to get something. You know, people come up and they're nice. You know, I've done, you ever done that that to your parents? You come up and you say, Mom, Dad, I love you. Right? And they say, what do you want? Right? I've done that before. Right? But no, see, Jesus isn't like that. He comes up to us and loves us, not to get anything, but simply because he actually wants to be with us. And you know why that is? Listen to this. This is really important. Because God made you. And when, when God makes anything, he never makes anything that's worthless. He only makes amazing things. See, God is like this master painter who only makes masterpieces. Okay, so he made you and he loves you. And his son says, yes, you are a masterpiece. And I want to be with you. So the first thing that Emmanuel means is that God, that Jesus wants to be with us. But it's even more than that. Listen to this. It's not only that, it's that Jesus wants to be with us even in the really, really hard times. The really hard times. When we're in, uh, in situations where we think, I would rather be anywhere else, and they're hard, and they're scary and lonely. He wants to be with us. In fact, I, I mentioned a few minutes ago that I was in the military for a while. I was a soldier for a while. And I went to a military academy. When, I, when you first go in to this particular military academy, you start out as what's called a basic cadet. Now listen, and this is really important. You, I chose to go to this military academy. No one forced me to go. It's really important to hear that. I chose to go there. But the minute that I chose to go there, guess what? I was no longer in control. In fact, have you heard the story of the young man who said, I'm tired of anyone telling me what to do. I'm going in the military. (laughs) See, in the military, you don't get to decide what you want to do. You're being told what to do. Because you have to learn. You have to grow. If you want to become good at something, if you want to be a good soldier, you want to learn how to fight, etc., you need to be shown. You need to be taught and trained. And so I had this one um, commander... 
He was a basic cadet uh, training flight commander. He was from Alabama. He was this big guy. His name was Jimmy Don Murray. <laughs> and, uh, and he was scary. In fact, this would have was a long time ago, kids. You think about it, this was, uh, seems to me like a long time ago. This is ni- would have been 1996, okay? And uh, I'll never forget about Jimmy Don Murray because although he couldn't have been more than 21, he used to tell stories about how he was in Vietnam. And I think we all believed him. <laughs> But he was a big guy, scary guy to get in your face. And he was always with, listen to this, he was always with us. Those six weeks of second, of second BCT, called, we called it Beast, BCT. Those six weeks, he always was there. He slept in the same tent as we did. He ate with us. And now listen to this, I want you to hear this. We, would, we had this one, we had a number of different courses, training courses. And one of the training courses was called the assault course. And that was the course you'd have your, your, what's called a rubber ducky. It was a M16. It was all rubber and it looked, it's black. It looked exactly like a real M16, like a real real gun, except it was just completely rubber, totally non-functional, same way. And you would, you would, you would carry that with you everywhere you went. And, uh, and you would take that and you'd crawl and run and climb through the assault course. Sometimes you'd be in the mud and, and you would be uh, under climbing underneath barbed wire. Other times you'd be climbing up a fence or maybe swinging in a rope. And the background was all this gunfire and bombs going off. And you had to do it really fast. And people were yelling at you. And sometimes they'd push you into the mud, etc. And I remember when we all had finished the assault course, we were exhausted. We were tired. In fact, it was late in the afternoon. And, and something had, so we had done something wrong that morning. And so at lunch, our commander said, nobody gets to eat any lunch. And so we were all just, we were so hungry. And we just finished the assault course, and we'd done pretty well as, as, a, as, as, a, as a group, as a, as a flight. And so we're all thinking, oh, it's time for dinner. And our commander, Jimmy Don Murray, he said, we are all going for a run. <laughs> we all thought, you've got to be kidding me. This is terrible. So we started going on this run, and it, was, it had been raining most of the afternoon, and there was this big area of just mud. And he said, I want all of you to get down and, and, and crawl through that mud. And we thought, this is, who is this guy? Why did we sign up for this? This is crazy. And then something amazing happened. And this may seem silly, but it meant the world to us. Jimmy Don Murray grabbed one of the guns from our, from our fellow classmates, and he jumped into the mud first. And he crawled right through. See, he went first into the mud. He was there with us the entire time. And there was nothing, there was, listen to this, this is really important, there's nothing that he asked us to do that he wouldn't do himself. In fact, there's nothing that he would ask us to do that he hadn't already done. He had been a basic, a basic cadet once. He'd gone through all the things that we'd gone through. And listen to this, he made us do tough things. You know why? Because it made us realize that we could do far more than we ever thought. It's the same, very much the same with Jesus. Often Jesus asks us to go through really hard things to show us that he can get us through those things. You know why? So that we don't have to be scared of them anymore. You know what? I was no longer afraid of the assault course. I was no longer afraid of being muddy and cold and wet. 
I didn't like those things, but I wasn't scared of them. And the reason I wasn't scared of them is because he was there, my commander was there, and he went first through them. Got that? So Jesus is Emmanuel, God with us. One, because he wants to be with us. But second, listen to this, because he wants to be with or he is with us even in the hard times. And it's, 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 it's knowing that he wants to be with us in the hard times that frees us from being ever having to be scared. In fact, that's the one thing I love most about following Jesus is that I don't have to be scared anymore. I don't have to be scared of people being mean to me. I don't have to be scared of people making fun of me. I don't have to be scared of getting sick. I don't have to be scared of dying because Jesus is stronger than all of those things. Now listen, I'm going to tell you one more story here. I don't want you to hear it. It's a story that happened a number of years ago. It's a pastor friend of mine told this story. I think it's a very simple story, but it's very important. Okay, remember, remember the previous story I told you about, about Jim, uh, uh, Commander Jimmy Dunn Murray. I signed up for that. And there were times I thought, what am I doing here? What was, what was I thinking? I want to ask you kids, have you decided to let Jesus be your leader? Have you decided to obey him? Have you decided to bow your knee and say, Jesus, I will do whatever you say because you are in charge. See, here's the thing. Let me let you into a secret, kids. This is so important. Jesus is going to win no matter what. One day, every knee in heaven and on earth and under the earth, every knee will bow whether they want to or not. And a Christian is just someone who's bowed their knee ahead of time. And they've said, I want to be on Jesus' side. And so often when we, when we bow our knee like that, we don't realize what we're getting into. We don't realize how hard it's going to be. We don't realize that Jesus is going to ask us to do really, really hard things. But you know what? He knows what he's doing. He's so wise. And he cares for us. And again, he'll never ask us to do anything that he hasn't already done himself. And that's the beauty of the Christmas story. The Christmas story shows us that Jesus went first into the mud. And so let me finish with a story from a pastor friend of mine. He passes at a church in the West County area at Chesterfield Press. His name is Hugh, Hugh Barlett. Pastor Hugh is a wonderful man. And I remember he told me a story about how at Christmas time, many years ago, his wife, who's a wonderful woman, was making Christmas cookies. And she had this wonderful thought. She, uh, he was about, was about to take the, the garbage out, you know, out, outside to the, to the, the garbage uh, bins. And uh, she thought, you know what? I'm going to take some of these Christmas cookies and I'm going to put them on a tray. And the garbage man is going to be coming soon. Why don't you just put the, the, the Christmas cookies on this tray and set them out there on the, on the, the garbage cans? On the top, on the, on the lids. So that's, you know, he said, I didn't even thought to do that. I just, I don't even think about the, the garbage men. My wife thought maybe they would enjoy some Christmas cookies. Because they're working, and it's cold out. And so he did. He put them, went out there and the, the, set everything right in the, the various garbage cans and the, the lids. And there was a tray with this beautiful plate, um, 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 paper plate of uh, Christmas cookies of all different kinds. But you know what was so sad? Listen to this. 
And this is not, you can understand why this would be. But the garbage men, they come along, they're just in their routine. Sure, doing their thing. They're not looking for anything special. They're just doing their thing. They're in the routine of life. Just doing everything like, like always. And you know what? In the routine of life, they missed the gift. They came out there several hours later and the plate of cookies had just been just, just um, scattered to the side. All the cookies were on the ground. They had missed the gift of Christmas. Now let me ask you, kids and parents, is this Christmas going to just be another routine, lights, Christmas tree, eat too much, get toys? Or is it going to be something different where you've received the gift that God has given to us, the gift of His Son, who is Emmanuel, the gift of one who would come, listen to this, and obey and serve. He would obey his Father and love others no matter what. Loving his enemies, often loving when it was hard, loving when he was all alone, loving to the very, very end. And even though he had done everything right, he would be treated as though he had done everything wrong. And there on the cross, he was, even though he was Emmanuel, even though he was with us, even though he cared about us, even though he was with us when we, when we were alone, he was all by himself on the cross. All his followers had left. They had forsaken him. All of his enemies were making fun of him. And his father said to him, Go away. He hadn't done anything wrong. The one who was Emmanuel, the one who was God with us, was all alone. In the worst possible way. He was alone for you and for me. Will you receive Jesus? Will you follow him? Will you bow your knee to him? Listen, kids, it's so important. Jesus wants to be with you. He wants to be with you in the mud, in the hard times. He's gone before you. He'll never ask you to do anything that he hasn't already done himself. And he will never leave you. So don't miss the gift of Jesus. Follow him all your days. Listen, before we finish here, I want to mention two, di two different books here. But one of them here is, I've mentioned this already. This is Tim Keller's. This is for you parents. This is a, a, a devotional for 2021. We, we did, uh, this past year, we did one by Tim Keller. This is the second one by Tim Keller. Last year, we talked about navigating life with wisdom through the Proverbs. And this is Tim Keller's The Songs of Jesus. And again, it's a devotional. You can see how big the, the pages are. This is a devotional. You can read it through in maybe 30 seconds or a minute or two. And I tell you what, this is one of the best devotionals I've ever had in my life. Usually, I don't, I don't recommend devotionals. I don't like devotionals because they're usually so corny and bad. But this is outstanding. In fact, so many of you this past year came to me and said, I mean, you're, it's in March, April, May, it's in September. So I'm still reading my, my devotional, and it's been so good. So I want to encourage you. You can find this on Amazon. You can find it uh, in Kindle form. They can have it mailed to you. We have some copies. Nancy Myers, email her. She, uh, she'll get, she can help you get a copy. And the other one, listen to this. This is for parents and kids. Now, I have not read this yet, but I is my brother, whom I trust implicitly, he's also a minister. He has four kids, and he says this is the best children's Bible he's ever seen. Kids, are you ready for this? It's called the Action Bible. 
Okay, and someone is this author amazing. He is a uh, he's obviously a uh, uh, he you know draws like very superhero uh, cartoons, and the, the drawings in here are simply amazing. In fact, here let's you like come, come up here. You like come here. Look at this. Look at these pictures real quick. This is the one. Want to come up here? You don't have to. You don't want to. Jimmy, you want to come up here? You want? Yeah, you come up here, Jimmy. Look at these pictures. I'm going to just show these real fast, and we'll, we'll look at this. Isn't that amazing? Look at these pictures. How cool they are. You see that? Look at this guy. That's some serious muscle, isn't it? Mm -hmm. It's pretty amazing. Yeah, so see, all these are all pictures from, from the stories from the Bible. Anyway, this is an amazing. I would want to recommend this to you, parents. If in 2021 you want to teach your children the Bible, no preparation, uh, no, no knowledge of, of, of theology of the Bible, simply open it and begin to read it through. And again, the, the images, the stories, are amazing. In fact, what I love about this is that you're going to find stories from the Bible that most children's stories, most children's Bibles will simply pass over because they're, they're not relevant or something like that. But it is amazing how thorough this is. So again, the devotional, Tim Keller's, um, the stories of the songs of Jesus that I think will be, will open the door for you to the Psalms and then for, for parents and children, the action Bible. So with that, let me go ahead and pray for us and we will close in song. Heavenly Father, thank you so much for the gift, the amazing gift of your Son. And I just pray, Father, I pray that this Christmas, this Christmas tide, that we would not miss the gift. Father, both as parents and as children, we, we so often think we know what we're doing. We think that we don't need a commander, that we think that we are the captains of our fate. Father, we think that we know what's best. And Father, we find ourselves in situations and circumstances and relationships where we think, what in the world was I thinking? And we begin to look in the mirror and we think we like the person we see less and less and less. Father, I pray that, we would find, we would, that you would help us to know the freedom that is found in devotion in unflinching, unwavering devotion to Jesus Christ. Father, may every child here, may every parent here bow their knee. May we renew our allegiance to the Lord Jesus Christ, hailing him as Lord, as King of Kings, as the one who is the Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the end, the one who is Emmanuel, the one who is the Good Shepherd, the one who is the Bread of Life, the Living Water, the resurrection and the life, the way, the truth, and the life, the one who is the name above every names. So Father, please, I, I just ask that you would send your Holy Spirit to this church. We need you so much. Father, 2020 has just, um, Father, it's been so hard, and it's made us realize how, how much we need you and how little hope and security there is in this life apart from you. So I pray that we would, we would, we would fall upon you uh, in this new year, that we would look to you and rely upon you. Father, that we would hail the one who, um, who sits at your right hand, who is making all his enemies a footstool for his feet. Father, we love you. We pray these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Let's see here. Let's